growing up the way I grew up, the I didn't need the world to tell me I ain't I'm nothing. Like my family would tell me. When people get out to the real world, and they're like, that's unfair. I'm like, that's unfair. That's the world we live in. Welcome to the Father's Day. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Remember, you can support the Fallen State by going to thefallenstate.tv slash donate. And we're also on locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work. I have with me today Ray Daniels, and he is a music executive and host of The God, The God Show. Ray, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, brother. It's amazing. And so how did um, how did you get involved in becoming a music executive? Uh, a friend of mine that I went to high school with flagged me down one day and asked me to help him with some music. Um, and I was kind of looking for like my calling at that moment. Like, I just felt like, you know, like you wake up and you realize you're a loser, like, damn, I'm a loser. (laughs) And a friend of mine. So I was kind of searching for my, for my purpose. And a friend asked me to do music. And I was like, man, this may be what God want me to do. So I just did it like to the best of my ability. And that was 20 years ago. Amazing. And so prior to that friend approaching you, were you interested in music at all? Not really. I was I was, I wanted to be, I wanted to be something. I didn't know what it was, but it, I didn't know it was music. Like, I just didn't want to, I came from nothing, man. I just didn't want to be a loser, bro. I just didn't want to be like, you know, like when you realize like, okay, the smart kids went to college, the, these kids, went, the athletes went to do this. I didn't have none. So I was working at Delta full time. So I was like actively like speaking life into existence. Like, man, we could be more, we can do more. And I remember pushing wheelchairs and, my friend's like, man, what the hell are we supposed to be, man? We pushing chairs. I'm like, man, it's something. Yeah. It's something out there for us. And then a guy flagged me down, asked me to help with music. And then, man, like they say, the rest is history. And here I am. And that guy, the crazy part is that I know it was God because that guy didn't even make it. Amazing. And so when you say you came from nothing, what does that mean? Uh, Well, you know, it's it's one thing to be poor, but it's a whole other thing to ha- be poor-minded. And I grew up in a place where it was poor minded people. Like it was just like, everything was low vibrational. You know, it was like expectation. I remember my mom was like trying to sign me up for the army. Cause she was like, if you go to the army, you can, you can give me a check every month. Like I come <laughs> from that place where it was like, you know, kids, kids meant a check and yeah. you know, everybody was poor and I just didn't want that for myself no more. And I didn't want that for my future kids. And I just knew I didn't want to be a part of that. So, you know, I, I come from nothing because I never I didn't even have nobody tell me I could be anything. Like I like I've never heard someone in my life say, Ray, you can do this. That's never amazing. in my life. So for me to be where I'm at right now is it's incredible and it's kind of shocking to everybody in my family because they're like, how the hell did you make it? Like you weren't supposed <laughs> to make it. You didn't go to college, you didn't do nothing. And I'm like, I'm smart though, and I figure people out. So did you uh did you graduate high school? Yeah, I graduated high school. But graduated during high, high school. school no teacher told you you can do what you want? I had one teacher tell me, I had one thing a teacher told me I could be, and it was a comedian. Like, she used to say, you should be a comedian. 
uh, Mrs. Giles. I always wanted to look for her because it meant a lot because no one saw me. And she was like, you should be a comedian. And she went as far as saying, if you write down some jokes, I'll take you myself. You know, teachers can tell when a kid is not being invested in. Right. Like, I'll take you myself to the uh, open mics if you do it. But I was just scared. I didn't think that I, I could I could have been a comedian. But outside of that, nah. Amazing. Nothing, and Crazy. so were you raised by your father and mother or just mother? Well, my mother and my father. But my father was in and out of prison. Um, my father was a great man. He just had addiction problems and he couldn't get past it. So I was raised by my mother. But I was raised in a house where, you know, I was told my father ain't shit. I ain't shit, shit like that. Like I, I was told all that my whole life. So, but my father was my dog. Like I love my dad. Like he was the nicest man I've ever met in my life. You know, he just had shit he was dealing with. So right. I don't say I wasn't raised without him because I do have his influence in me. And yeah. but he wasn't in the house after I hit like seven, eight years old. He was gone. Amazing. And so, is he still living, or it sounds like he's not? No, he living? passed away. He passed away March third, two thousand two. Amazing. And so have you forgiven your mother for in, uh, imposing her will on you like that? Absolutely. I, 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 it's, it's weird because I have a lot of family. Uh, the family drama comes from my family getting mad that I still take care of my mother and give her everything she wants. And my family is always like, you know, my mother now is like, my son, look at my son, look at my son. And my family's like, you didn't even love him when he was a kid. Stop acting <laughs> like you were the mother of the year. But, you know, my mother was 24 with three kids on welfare, food stamps, and the projects. Like, nobody spoke life into her. So I have to give her grace. So you forgave her for what she did to you? Absolutely. Did you I, tell I, her I, that? Not only did I forgive her, I understood what she did to me. I understood why she did it, and I forgave her then. And did you tell her you forgive her for what she's done to you? Of course. She hates when I talk about this stuff, though. She Like, if I do, because she became a different person. Like, I willed my mother to become a different person. Like, I, like, it could be a movie what I had to do with my mother to show her she needs to be a different person. Amazing. And yeah. so, um, so now you're a businessman, and you said that you are. Did she say you're a Christian? Yeah, yeah, I believe in. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if I would say I'm a Christian. I, the closest that I would say I'm to religion is being a Christian, because I do believe in God, and I was raised in a Catholic household. But um, I'm more of like, I'm just not really into religion. I'm I'm not really into it like that because I right. feel like it's. It divides us, and right now we need each other more than ever, or to at least understand each other. You know what I mean? So I try my best not to buy into it. And so you you do believe in God. How do you know you believe in God? My whole life is a manifestation of my belief in God. My whole life, like like when you when you come from a place where you hear people don't believe in you, people don't tell you like, and then you say you're gonna go for it. I never forget. My father died March third, two thousand two. I was working at Delta. No, I, I, okay, I was working at Delta and then September 11th happened. And when September 11th happened, remember the airlines, the airline industry kind of crashed. Right. So Delta basically told employees, don't come to work, take a year off, two years off, five years <laughs> off. So I was like, well, maybe this is God's sign of saying, go, you know, go chase your dream. Cause by this time I was kind of like around it and I've been approached. So I'm working at Delta. My father dies March 3rd, 2002. Delta called me back to work April 1st. Like, look, we're sorry your dad died, but you got to come to work. <laughs> and I remember and I remember when I went to work, I, I, used to, I was driving tugs. So, you know, I was the guy that when you going through Atlanta and you going from New York to Mississippi, I'm the guy that had to get your bag from one plane to the other. That was right. my job. Yeah. And I remember 
I remember thinking, you know, because when my father died, you know, it was like, it's a whole lot of stuff around that, that that's irrelevant right now. Like just little stuff. Like I thought he had an insurance policy. He didn't. So I was actually glad he didn't because I was like, I'm going to get my own money for myself. I don't want to make money for my father's death. Yeah. And he died. And I remember going back to work and I'm working at Delta. And I remember for some reason, it was like, it just hit me. I was like, man, if Bill Cosby was my father, would people be telling me to go work for Delta? Or would people be like, why are you working for Delta? Your dad's Bill Cosby. And then it hit me like, man, the expectations of the world, the, the expectations the world have of you is usually based on who your father is, right? Whether he's a crackhead in jail or he's a, whatever it is. And I just remember saying, I, and I went in my, my, my supervisor office and I quit that day. I and know. I remember when I quit, I called my mother and she was like, you stupid. You don't have... <laughs> You don't have no talent. You ain't going to be nothing. Why would you quit? You're going to top out. I never did. She said, you would have made $25 an hour in 10 years. I made more money. If I would have stayed at Delta right now and 2002 when I quit to 2023, I made more money this year than I would have made if I, the whole time I was at Delta. Yeah. Amazing. So for, me, it's like, so for me, it's one of the things where it's like, it was just me and God on my mission. And it was like, you know, and I believe that God wants to bless us but we have to show them that we want it, yeah. right? So for me, you know, a lot of people can pray, but it's not just about praying. It's about praying and put some action behind them prayers. And that's what I did. I put some action behind it. And then slowly and, and, and surely I started getting there. And I ended up way further than I ever imagined. Do you have you know anger? I mean? Nah. You have I don't have anger. I, I, I don't have anger for my mother because, like I said, once I, I forgive, I have to let go. Yeah. And I forgave her and... We, my mother's my best. Like we, so I was just on Facetime with her, laughing with her just now. Me and my mother are so tight now, but my mother is who she always wanted to be because now she has the freedom to be that. You know, she hasn't worked in fifteen years. You know, she lives in a mansion. I pay for everything, so now she has a chance to be it. But you know, she was trying to figure it out. So I, was, I understand why she wasn't happy in life. I, I wouldn't have kids if I was her. By the way, like, so it's not like <laughs> I wasn't there. I just wouldn't have kids until like by the time. Like I always tell people, I'm like. When I came home as a newborn, we, we caught a cab and went home to the projects. When my son came home 15 years ago, my son came home to a, a house. Yeah. I had six figures in the bank when little Raymond came home. So, you know, of course I'm a better father. I have money in the bank. I can, I can focus rather than trying to figure out how to keep the lights on. So I, I do my best to give my mother grace and give people like her grace because, and they don't know no better. Like they, my mom didn't know what generational wealth was. Like right. that wasn't even like that. Like my mom, mom, and my mom's head. The only way to win the lottery is to it, the only way to get rich is to hit the lottery. And so, do you have perfect peace? Uh, I'm not gonna say perfect peace with well with my family. Yes. Um, I mean within yourself. Yes. I, the, I, it's funny because I just interviewed somebody who was going through like a whole lot of drama, and I was like, man, you need to learn a serenity prayer. So anytime I'm like trying to figure life out, I go to the serenity prayer. Like I don't have no control over this, yeah. over this. So I'm either going to be happy or be mad, but it doesn't, me, my happiness or my anger doesn't change the fact that that happened. Right. So I do have a lot of peace. Amazing. And, you know, and, so I, and I'm also very, I'm also very cautious about what I do. So I don't really put myself in a position to get in trouble like that. Right on. And so yeah. you sound like, and I don't know I'm going to ask people this, but it sounds like you're rich. I am. Like a white man. 
I'm rich like a black man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a white man is rich. I got I got white people that come to my house and fix my stuff. So I can't say every white man I know is rich. I got white people that work for me. So, but I, I am rich though. I, you can say that. I'm 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 I, I've been a multimillionaire for a while now. Really? Yeah. And what is that like to be a multimillionaire? It's not fun when nobody around you has money. I know because everybody want your money, right? Everybody wants your money, yeah. and, and and not only that, they don't. It's not, I don't mind people wanting money. I get it because I was once that person, but it's like, you got to want, you got to earn your seat at the table. Yeah. And sometimes people think because they knew you, that means that their seat was at the table. No, you're in my life, but that doesn't mean you're at the table when the shit, money get broken up. So it is fun. Um, You know, it is good to look at your bank account and see, you know, two commas. That's great. You know, but my biggest thing now is I don't want to lose it. So I work harder than I ever work now. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go back to where I was. I, that's just, that's my biggest nightmare. Really? I understand yeah. that. That now that you got it, you have to worry about losing it. Yes. What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so are you married? Are you married? Nah. So- nah, I'm, 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 I'm not really, I don't really believe in, I'm not really a marriage believer. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, right. I'm not a marriage believer. I don't believe in marriage. But um, now that you got all that money, you're on the date white women? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I love black women, man. <laughs> I love black girls. Like, I love black women. I've been in a relationship for a while, so it's not like that, you know. And, right. But I, I, I don't, I'm not the marriage guy. Right on. The, the, the lady you're dating now, does she obey you? Absolutely. Any woman I deal with going to obey me. If you didn't have money, would she obey you? I, okay, so I when I was broke, I dealt with women. And when I when I was dealing with women when I was broke, them obeying me wasn't even in the back of my head. I was trying to figure out how to get some money so I can do something for us. Right. I don't feel like, like I don't like like okay, so let me tell you the type of house I grew up in. My uncle was a a, a big drug dealer. And he moved our entire family from New York to Atlanta, right? That's how I came to Atlanta. Oh. 21 people on the Amtrak train out Patterson Projects to a house in Atlanta. And when we, and <laughs> the way my family is set up is that if he came in a house, like not me because I was a kid, but if one of my uncles was sitting down eating, he would have to get up so the uncle that's paying, that pay for everything could eat. Wow. Like get up to see Uncle, uncle Derek about to sit down. That's amazing. And, yeah, and and me seeing that made me know, like, the one thing I will tell people, growing up the way I grew up, the, I didn't need the world to tell me I ain't, I'm nothing. Like, my family would tell me. Like, when people get out to the real world, and they're like, that's unfair. I'm like, that's unfair. That's the world we live in. Yeah, That's the world that I grew up in. Yeah. Whoever made the money, made the money. And whoever made the money controlled it. So when I when I started dealing with women, I really wasn't trying to like before I had a dream and I was just in a relationship. Yeah, my chick, she listened to me. But when I started, for lack of better words, <laughs> sleeping with women because I needed to survive, I didn't say a word. Yeah. I didn't say nothing. I'm 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 here to serve you, baby girl, because I need a place to stay tonight. I was very obedient. <laughs> and as soon as I got my money, I paid them all up. I gave them some money and I moved out and went on my own. Right on. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and so your first child is a boy? Yes, 15. Alpha male. Real men make boys first. Yes. 
<laughs> Amazing. Yes, I believe I believe that. Like I always tell, anytime a man tell me his first daughter, woman is his first child is a daughter, I'm like, bro, you got cursed. I know. I me too, I man. My daughter. my daughter is my soul. I, I love my daughter, but that you know, having a girl first is hard, man, because you got to women, girls change us, and my daughter changed me. My daughter changed me, like by far. I became a different man because of her. Yeah, whenever so whenever God tell me that they first child, their first child was a girl. Automatically, I think, what a beta male. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first one is my first child is a boy. Man. Right I'm on. Good. And so, real fast, how did your daughter change you? From what to what? Okay, so when my son was born, uh, I ran the streets. He was a boy. Like I remember leaving the house when he's four or five, and I'm like, "You the man in the house? Watch the house." That I mean, like, and when I mean running ran the streets, I mean like I was traveling like crazy, like. And when my daughter came, I didn't want to travel as much. I wanted to be around her. I wanted to go home. Like, it's weird because it's like when you have, I've done a lot of things in my life that I might not, I ain't going to say I'm not proud of because I'm not ashamed of nothing I've done, but I've done a lot of things in my life. And then when you have a daughter, you kind of feel like, man, this can be my karma. So I need to really focus on her and teach her what a man is and and show her what a man is. So my daughter slowed me down. Like when I, my son was born, I was, I ain't come home three, four every, every night. Three, four in the morning. My daughter was born. I'm in home. I'm at home by nine. Right on. Like I want to see her. I want to tuck her in and make sure she knows I love her. How old is she now? Six. Amazing. So let me ask, yeah. what's important to you? As far as what? Period. What's important to you? Uh, the most important thing to me is family. Uh, family is everything to me. Family is is my why. Um, and then after that. It's probably close friends. And then, you know, my purpose, me just making sure that I'm, I fulfill my purpose. Like, it's a lot of unhappy people in this world right now. And yeah. they're unhappy because they're not feeling, they're not doing what they, what they were born to do in their mind. So they feel stuck. So for me, my thing was living your purpose. Like, I'm proud to say, like, I bought my mother a Benz before I bought my first Rolex watch. I built my kids a pool before I, I bought my first diamond chain. Like I wasn't that guy. I didn't, I never was in a club spending money on strippers. I wasn't that guy. I, the way my mom raised me, every time I got a check, I took it home first. And then what was left for me, then I want to have fun. That's amazing. Do you trust people? Yes. And why? I think, I think, I think it's a hard life not trusting people. And why do you trust them? Because I believe in God. And, and I believe that if I'm going to hold you at what you're saying, and if you are lying to me, that's between you and God. That ain't got nothing to do with me. So I hold you at face value. If you tell me, if I see something different, then I move different. But I'm not the guy that meets people and is like, man, I don't know about this person. Now, if I meet somebody I, and they tell me who they are, I believe it. I just think it's better that way. And and But I'm also a person that pays attention. So I read people very well. Like, that was my gift. I could, I could read people. So I'll, you'll tell me one thing and then you'll show me another. And at that moment, I won't even say anything to you. I just know what it is and keep it moving. Yeah. And so yeah. at one time you were a slut maker? Oh, man. I think I was a slut king maker. <laughs> what they call the king slayer? <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. That's why I love that interview you said, because it was bad. Because I, I, I understand it. Like, as a man... <laughs> It's, 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 it's your man. That's what men do. I think that's the animal kingdom. I think the world is so messed up now because women want to be men and they yeah. just mess it all up. And yeah. it's funny because I, I feel like Amber Rose started it. <laughs> With the slut walk. Like, who the fuck does, I mean, who does a slut walk? Right. Like, a slut walk, that's like a, 
like imagine if there was a broke man walk. Like all the broke men are walking right now. Like who the hell was like I don't want to be at that walk. Yeah, I was surprised too when I first discovered that you were doing a slut walk. And I wonder what kind of person would do a walk calling themselves a slut. Yeah. It didn't nah, even make sense to me. Nah, but nah, nah, I don't get it. But yeah, I, I've been a slut maker in my life. So what's wrong with the blacks? <laughs> what's wrong with us? Yeah, what's wrong with the blacks? Uh, I, I would need way more context to answer that. You got to tell me, what, like, we got to, I mean, I, I, okay, I, so saw, let me tell you this. I think there's something wrong with everybody. I don't think no, no race is more superior or better. I think everybody has goods and bads. So when you're speaking about black people, us, I'm like, what, in what face? Like economically, emotionally, like it's, it's so many things we can speak about when you speak about. It's like everything. But, but um, I want to ask you a particular thing. Um, you said in a video I saw of yours, you said black businesses, black businesses are terrible. And, At the worst customer and, service. And so, yeah, black customer service. And that is so true. Why are they like that? That doesn't even make sense to me. How are you going to have a business and not have a good attitude, give the best service? Well, 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 What's well, wrong here's with why. the blacks? Here's why. The reason why is because <laughs> it's not their business. What do you mean? Like, I'm not saying black entrepreneurs have bad service. I'm saying black businesses have bad services service because black entrepreneurs, the right thing to do is to employ people that look like you, or at least give them an opportunity. That's how you got your opportunity. So it's us working there. But I'm going to tell you something. I used to work at McDonald's when I was 16. My first job I had was at McDonald's. When I worked at McDonald's, they told me, they said, give, our only goal is to get the customer in and out in 30 seconds. That's our only goal. That's why if you ever go to the window at McDonald's, you ever notice why they make you stand across the street? Like your food ain't ready, go across the street. It's not because they want to. It's not because they want to give the next car their food faster. It's because they have a timer that counts how much a, a customer is there. Oh, I didn't so know that. Go across the street means yeah. So go across the street, just park right there. Just means it it the, the, it tells the system customer was in and out. Oh, I see. So I worked at McDonald's. And then when I left McDonald's, I got fired from there because I gave away extra barbecue sauce, which is crazy. <laughs> but I left, I left McDonald's and I started working at Chick-fil-A. And when I worked at Chick-fil-A, the guy that was hiring me was like, how much did you make an hour at your last position? I told him. And then he said, OK, cool. I'm going to give you two extra dollars a month, uh, two extra dollars an hour. And I'm happy. I'm 16. I'm like, hell yeah. And he's like, but you know what the extra two dollars is for? It's for your smile. Now, I want you to think about yeah, that's a the, good way, point. the way Chick-fil-A is perceived and the way McDonald's is perceived, right? right? McDonald's can have six cars, and you're like, I'm not waiting in that long line. Chick-fil-A can have 30 cars, and you'll wait. You know why? Because Chick-fil-A puts service over everything. Yeah, that's a good point, man. So, so for me, obviously, I started off as nothing, and I became something, and people look at you like, man. I want to be like you. And I'm like, first thing I fix is your attitude. Yeah. Because yeah. people who are up are not going to want to help you if they feel like you have a bad attitude. Like, I don't want to help you if you got a bad attitude. Yeah. So walking to these, so my co-host, you know, she's like pro-black, black girl, pro-black. It's the white man's fault while we're here. And I'm I'm like, I, I'm proof that that's not the case. Yeah. Now, I'm not, now I'm not saying that there is, 
isn't a system that might be set up that's not favorable to us because I do believe that, but I don't think it's on purpose. It's just the system. It's like me and you talking right now. You said alpha male. So that I, I got to assume that you're naturally an alpha male too. Am I tripping? That's right. My first so, child was a boy. <laughs> so imagine if we're talking, imagine if a beta male is there. He might feel a little left out. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? So it's like, it's not like we're systematically going against him. We can just relate to each other because right. we both alpha males and he's a beta male. Yeah. So my my partner on my podcast, my co-host, she just was like, yeah, Chinese people ain't nice to us. And I'm like, I don't care about Chinese people. Yeah, I heard her say I want that. Black people to be, I want black people to be, I want black people to win. And if I want us to win, I know the main thing slowing us down is our attitude. Yeah. We think like, and to answer your question, what's wrong with blacks? I don't think anything is wrong with blacks. I just think our community hasn't, hasn't had the time to age yet. Like, like you literally talk, my mom was born 1960. When my mom was born, they were doing marches. So that's my mother who's in my house right now. So that, so now my mother who was doing, who was live when Martin Luther King was marching is in the house with my six year old daughter. So either she's going to teach her what she's seen or I'm going to break the cycle like I did and teach them all a new way, Amazing. which is what I did, which is what I think, uh, I, uh, alpha male, I call it the family warrior. Like, I went through counseling. That's another thing. I did a lot of work to get better. And I went through counseling and I, I was always so pained with the things I dealt with. And my therapist said, you were the warrior. You went outside and you did what a warrior was supposed to do. You could have stayed outside and lived your life. But no, you went outside and figured out a way to feed your family. That's warrior tactics. Like I could, you could have been hunting for yourself, but you was hunting for all of these people. Meanwhile, these people were staying in the same place, not growing. Yeah. Do so you feel they're not like you? Do you feel obligated? Huh? Do you feel obligated to the blacks? Yes. And, but but why? You're not responsible <laughs> for anyone but why do you, you call them why do you call us the blacks? You aren't you black? What are you Oh, hey, man, I'll tell you something, man. I'm a fan of yours, man. I love you, man. I, lo I understand it. I understand it. But I do feel obligated to black people. I do feel obligated, especially to black women and black children, more than anybody. But why, though? You're not responsible. Each adult is responsible for him, his or herself, and no one else is responsible for you. Even okay, God, so, so if you notice, God let you live right in your hell until you decide that you're ready to come out of your hell. Even God, I was talking to God the other day, and, and he and Jesus was up there having some lunch. And uh, so... <laughs> Jesus was having some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and so I asked him, I'm like, God, what's wrong with the blacks? He said they love their hell. And so they I love just, their what? They love to live in their hell. I don't think it's that. They I love their misery. And he said that I made the way for them to overcome it, but I'm not going to force them. I'm just going to let them live in their hell until they're ready to come out. But those who want to come out, those who want our help, like you, you didn't like living in your hell, so you came out of your hell. And yeah. so if the blacks want to come out of their hell, they'll take responsibility for themselves and come out of their hell. But, but, don't you think other nationalities are dealing with the same thing? You don't think white people are in hell? Every human, be every human being born through the woman are born in hell. That's okay. why you must be born again of the father. 
And life oh, is about. I never, I never knew that. That's actually, see, that's very logical. I, I knew that. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why I, God said we must be born again. And life is so, about a return to the Father. And as long as you, as long as you stay of that mother nature, you're going to live in hell. Mm. So I'll say this. What I think our problem is, is we are still living amongst amongst a group of people who, who, uh, uh, oh, I just had the word in my head, oppressed us, right? So we live, we live amongst our oppressor, right? Who is the um, oppressor? Uh, the, 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 the white America that had slaves and but, but controlled was, the country. There were 4,000 black people who owned slaves too. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure there was, but what I'm saying is, is that I'm speaking directly for me. I know I came from, I came, all of our family lived in the projects. I didn't have one person in the family that had, like, I think my grandfather had money and I never forget when he was, when my son was born. Cause I'm the fourth Raymond, my son's the fifth. And I, I wanted to reach out to him and tell him that my, his, he has another Raymond in the world on some respect stuff. And he told my aunt, I don't want to talk to him. Cause he probably just wants some money. And I remember thinking like, motherfucker, I'm rich. I'm sorry to curse like that. But I remember thinking like, that's that's sad that I wanted to tell him something. And he thought that I wanted something from him. So, and I think that every black person that has become successful at some point in time when they were at the table, they were made to feel like they were different from other black people. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no yeah. one can make you feel any way if you don't already feel that way. That's true. I love that you said that. That's absolutely true. But my confidence came from me believing in me and me just educating me. Uh, I do agree with you. I do agree that. But I mean, dog, like people, there are people that look like me and you that have feel like they don't have a chance. All human beings feel that way. I agree. That's but why we, they but have to over. But you asked me I, about the blacks, though. So I was just addressing the blacks. Right. Yeah. Me, the blacks. I would have told you the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how to tell another example when a man is a beta male. How? Is when he's riding the car with the woman and she's driving. I agree. That's a real beta male. Because I agree. Even if he doesn't own the car, he still should be driving the car. And she should be sitting in the woman's seat. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay, so here's a, here's another issue with our community. I'm gonna, you're going to say the blacks. I'm going to say our community because we both black, right? So <laughs> here's my problem with our community. Is that, is that we don't, it has to be delivered to us the right way. We're emotional, right? Like, like, it's nothing you can say that will offend me. Like, I don't know you. Like, I know who you are, but it's like, even, and, and if there's something that you can do to help me, I want to hear it. Like, I, something important to my story. When I wanted to be in the music industry, I met this guy. He was African. And he did exactly what you're doing right now. He was like, you Black Americans have the world messed up. And mind you, I could have easily been like, man, F you, bro. You know, how, I could have, but I was like, how? Yeah, because nice. I knew something was wrong. Yeah, because look at how our lives are. Something is wrong. Yes. So when he starts breaking it down to me, I was open minded to learning. So 
you know, a lot of people might get mad at your message. People that look like us might get mad at your message, but I hear it loud and clear. And I'm like, nice. Some of us just get fed up. Yeah. And some of us get so fed up that it's like, I don't want to talk no more. This is, this is what I believe. And that's what it is. And, and that's okay. But you're no different than them. If you think about it, because you're saying you're generalizing them and they might generalize you. Right. And I'm like, I I don't generalize people. I get to know them and I can laugh at them. If I think that what they're saying is funny, it doesn't bother me. Like I, it takes a lot to piss me off because I know that my power comes from within inside me right and what put inside me. And as long as I don't lose that connection to myself and God, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And nothing anyone can say to bother me because like it's one thing I can tell you is that we are all the everybody who watches this. We are all the results of our lives, of our decisions. I'm sorry. Our lives are a result of our decisions. Yeah. If, if your life is not where you want it to be, that means you made bad decisions. Think about those decisions you made and 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 fix them and go forward and don't make them again. That's why I wonder so, why you feel responsible for them, because each adult is responsible for themselves and no one else is. And if you feel responsible for them, you're going to help them in the wrong way. And that well, will only no, keep them I, down. What, I, let me, okay, so let me jump in and say this. There are, there are some men in history and women who have changed the world. They've changed the world for the better. Some have changed it for the worse. But they changed the world because they were focusing on something bigger than them. I do feel a responsibility to my people because, oh, man, I didn't even, I, I forgot to say this. So when I was trying to be in the music business, out there were guys who I knew who I wanted to who could help me but wouldn't. Yeah, they knew they, they knew the answers, but they still wouldn't give it to me. Yeah, but praying to God, and I remember saying, God, if you give me an opportunity, I won't be like them. I'm gonna if I know an answer, I'll give it as long as it doesn't inconvenience my life in a way that makes that hurts me. If I got an answer for anybody, I'll give it. That's right, uh, man. So for me, it's like. For me, it's like once you realize something that you have something powerful inside of you that you have to honor, you can't let that fire go. That fire won't go out no matter what you do. Right. So when you so for me, I I was once a black child. That's why I have so much uh feel responsible for black children in the world. And I I also have a black mother. Now, as a man, you gotta get off your ass and do what you gotta do. I don't care what's going on, I don't care what's happening. As a man, you need to go figure it out. But as a woman, in your natural state, you should be providing and nurturing the family. The man should provide and protect, and the woman should love and nurture. Yeah, that's it's in our natural Absolutely. state. Absolutely. So, so how can I not feel responsible for you when I when I know that my job is to provide and protect to make sure you can nurture? Because if I, if I give you, if if like. I want to adopt kids in 10 years from now. I want to adopt kids and I want to adopt young black boys. And because of my thought process, if I can change young black boys mind, I can create a strong black family structure because women think that they're the backbone of the family. Men are really the backbone of the family. Yes. Men protect the family, provide for the family. Women are the heart of the family, but the backbone is the man. Yeah. And so for me, it's like when I, nothing hurts me more than seeing a black woman on a bus with the stroller. Like when I see that, all I think to myself is some man failed her. Really? Now don't get me wrong. You can take the place that she, she was responsible. She chose him, but women and women in a natural state is to submit. 
And, and the real problem with our community is a lot of these women have submitted to the wrong kind of guys for the wrong reasons and make babies that, and now babies become the priority. And now the whole family's messed up. There's one thing about white people that I tell all my black friends. I'm like, there's one thing that they do. A white person, have you ever seen a movie? Are you a movie watcher? Yes, I am. Have uh, you ever seen a movie? This is I like 40? good movies, though. I don't like this messy movie. No, I like good movies, too. Have you ever seen This is 40? No, I haven't. Okay, so This is 40 is about a 40-year-old white man and his wife. But they have kids that are like seven and eight. Black people be 40 and <laughs> be grandparents. That's because we having kids earlier yeah. and kids become our priority. So now yeah. we can't focus on ourselves. My son did not come home until he came home to a five-bedroom house and a Mercedes-Benz. That is what a parent is supposed to do. We should not be making kids in our community until we are in our career. Yeah. And if we do that, that thing to me changes because if you're raised by, you can tell when the kid is raised by an older parent or a younger parent. You can tell like an older parent, you know, they, they dress a certain way, Yeah. but a younger parent, they dress a certain way. It's like, Oh, his mom 21. Look how he dressed. Yeah. Think about that. The difference between a 21 year old mother and a 35-year-old mother. Just think about how different that is. Yeah, like, when yep, she's 21, she don't know who she is as a person. Yeah. So she's raising you. She don't know who she is. Of course, there's going to be problems. Right. Now, my kid's mom was 22 when I met her, but I was 28. I was on my career, and she did what she was supposed to do and take care of the kids and our family. And that's why, no matter what happens in life, she will always be good. Let I me, will never disrespect and not honor that relationship. Let me ask you, you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. And how are they doing? My my sister is she's doing good. She's a designer and an entrepreneur, so she designs clothes for like a couple of big clothing brands. And my brother's in the music business, like me. Oh, okay. But, they, but you know they're doing good. My sister lives in my house. Well, my well, my sister and my mother live in my one of my houses with my sister, husband, and her kids. My cousin lives in the guest house. Her my, husband lives there too. Yeah. Are they Jewish? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even know what to be Jews has to do with. But they live in a the house. They live in a house. <laughs> Ray, <laughs> black people, all people really, but I'm talking about the blacks. They they only have one problem. Okay, one. Okay, they have not returned to the father. They only okay. identify. They have the nature of their mothers. They have the anger of the mothers, though they have the mental thinking and emotions of the mother. And the mother's thinking and emotions are evil because of the order of God. Like the God above is the man's God, and the God below is the woman's God. Satan is the woman's God, and the God above is the man's God. And that's why I won't. (laughs) Why do you say that? Because, uh, but let me finish that. I'll tell you why. Okay. That's why God said that we must be born again of the Father. He said that there will come a day when I will return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. But the, but the problem is most people don't hear that. They hear, oh, you must be born again. So they think going down to the front of the church, confessing Jesus is it. And it's not, right? Yeah. Okay. But, but what they must... The, the Satan is the woman's God because I don't know if you remember the Adam and Eve story. When Adam was first born, he mm-hmm. and his father was one. And they communicated without words. They were one. 
And then God got tired of creating men, human beings with his hands, so he made a woman so that he could create babies through the woman, right? Mm-hmm. And when Eve came about, she loved her husband who loved his father. And she would listen to her husband who listened to the father. All was well. And yep. then one day she went shopping for some okras and collard greens and ham hops. So she went shopping for some groceries. And Satan was at the market. And Satan like, hey, Eve, how are you? She's like, I'm doing fine. How are you? And she like, how, he's like, how's your husband? He's doing fine. And she was like, you still listen to him? She's like, yeah, that's my husband. I love my husband. You shouldn't listen to your husband. He listened to his father. He's a beta male. And she's like, no. And so long story short, she went home that night. She told Adam, you know, I saw Satan at the market, and he was trying to tell me not to listen to you. But I told him no. And he was like, that's right, woman. Never listen to the devil. And she's mm-hmm. like, all right. So finally she had to go uh, shopping again. And this time she bought sweet potatoes, candy yams, and, and uh, macaroni and cheese, and, and whatever, egg pie. And Saint saw her again. He like, are you still listening to that man? She like, yeah. She, he like, don't listen to him. You could be your own woman. You could take your bra off. You could go to work. You could be a man. And he like, really? She like, yeah. He was like, yeah. And she believed it. And when she believed it, she believed into the devil. He became her God at that very moment. And now she can no longer obey her husband because she felt like a God. She felt better than her husband. And so Adam is like, what happened? She's like, I'm my own woman. I'm equal to you. She's like, you listen to the devil. She's like, yeah, he's right. And then Adam said, well, we're done, right? But Eve eventually convinced Adam that he can be his own man by telling him, because now she has the spirit of evil, spirit of deception. Satan is her God. And so she told Adam, you don't need to listen to the woman anymore. I mean, she told Adam, you don't need to listen to your father. Be your own man. Adam's like, no, I love my father. My father and I are one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm my own woman. You can be your own man. And Adam believed the woman after a while. And the moment he believed her, the woman became his God. And so Adam can no longer listen to his father because the woman became his God and, and Satan became the woman's God. And that's why men are suffering today, because they have not returned to the Father. And so Christ came, and he listened to his Father. He was one with his Father, and he restored everything. That's why when you believe the Son, you believe the Father, right? Mm. And so and until men and women are born again, the woman will always be the man's God, and, the God, and Satan will always be the woman God. And that's why w- women drive men crazy because they don't understand the hell in her. And she doesn't even understand it. But they don't know how to deal with the hell in her because the hell comes through the woman, not through the man. And any man that has anger is a woman. He has the nature of the woman, not the nature of the man, of God, right? And so that's mm-hmm. why God is telling men and women they must forgive their mothers. They could not help themselves. Satan was, is guiding them, and they don't know it. And so when you forgive your mother, God will forgive you and forgive your father for not protecting you from your mother. 
he was attracted to the woman he hated because men get involved with the woman that they hate. That's why every woman they get involved with is mama. And they become the boy, and she, and she become the mama, and their cycle repeats itself. But once you're born again of the father, then you're no longer attracted to that evil spirit of your mother, and you start a new generation of love, God and Christ, Christ and man, man over woman, and woman over children. And black men and women are just like their mothers. They have not been born again of the father. And so that void they have is a yearning of the father. It has nothing to do with racism. It has nothing to do with slavery. It has nothing to do with anybody holding them back. They just need to be born again so that they can see. They are blind and cannot see. Mm. You know, take away from the delivery. What you said makes sense to me. Take away from the delivery, though. Like, what's wrong with the delivery? You don't like evil mothers. The evil mother, like, it's like, it's like, you can get more out of people by giving them grace when talking to them than you can by. By the way, I'm a man. Like I told you, it's nothing that could be. You could say, Ray, I think you're the devil. Right. It wouldn't bother me because I know who I am. I'm confident in me. But what you said makes sense. It's just the delivery might piss off a couple of people, but I understand it. <laughs> but- <laughs> it makes sense, though. It's like it's like it's basically we all need God. You need to be born. God has an order of how he wants the world to be. It ain't going to work no other way but that. And that's my delivery version of it. And but if, you notice like the, if you notice, the blacks, they worship their mothers. As soon as they get a, they throw the first football and they get a contract, they buy God a house. They got to take care of mama. And then if you bring another woman in, mama going to destroy that woman because mama want to make you her husband and she don't want any other woman to be there but you. She's, I say that. She's, I jealous. Say that. she's jealous of that woman. She would make that woman be, she would tell you bad things about that woman because you have not overcome her spirit. And she doesn't want you to overcome it because as long as you have her spirit, which is the devil, she can control you. You'll be yeah. 90 years old and mama will be controlling you. And so that emptiness that all human beings have it's a yearning for the father. And once you forgive your mother, hey, mama, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize you turned me against my father. You played victim. I identify with you. You impose your will. Now I, I think and act like you. Once you forgive her, whether she admitted or not, God will forgive you. That's why God said, don't ask for forgiveness. You go and forgive, and I will forgive you and return you to the father. Black men and women need to be truly born again of the Father, and that's why they're suffering. It's not about race or anything else. So I can I ask you a question? Yes. If, if if blacks, if the blacks did that, would you then claim us like you're one of us if they did that, or what? would you still call us the blacks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm like at that moment you gotta let it go. It's like the okay, we the blacks now. I'm good. I'm just curious. <laughs> I am. I'm a, I tell people all the time, I'm, 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 I'm black and slow. I'm black as the ace of space. So I recognize my skin color is black. But once you overcome the thinking, which is of the devil, yep. and the emotions, all identities disappear. And when all false identities disappear, the real you appear, and you will see that you are a son of God. 
you're, you are a spirit. You're not your body. You're not your thoughts. You're not your feelings. And you're not your body. All thoughts are all lies all the time. They build you up just to let you down. They let you mm. down to build you up. Then you want to jump off a bridge somewhere. Because yeah. God wants us to live in the present, not in our head, thinking about the past or the future, which is an illusion. And all angry people live in, they're divided. They're not whole because they live in their imagination rather than the presence of God. I agree. What a mess. <laughs> I agree, though. I agree that I, I I agree that there's work to be done. I just want people to know that they have to work. And right. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like by the way, that's not a black thing. That's a human thing. But that, there are there are there's work that needs to be done in our community. And I always say the way to like they ask me on the show all the time, how can we make things better? I'm like, let the man have a voice. Cause right now, um, and I and I say something very similar. I'm like, I think the world is messed up because men have made it seem so fun to be a man that women are now like, I want to be a man. Like, I want my nipples out. I want to work. My man needs to stay home. Like, it's like, you know, it's it's crazy how we've gotten there and now it's anytime a man speaks against or speaks up for men, he hates women. And that's not the case. Right. That's right. I do know that men are needed. Men are needed in today's society. Absolutely. And if we allow men to be more men, our society would be better as a whole because men are needed, bro. We're not you know, emotional. Like it's funny because a lot of these young, like I say this all the time, a lot of these young rappers, the reason why they don't, know how to communicate and when they get mad they just want to shoot or violence is because that's how women are like women are they was raised by their mothers and they don't have like it's yeah. like uh you probably never seen friday but the most powerful moment in friday yeah, I was saw when, that okay so i remember the moment where ice cube was in the drama he went to grab his gun right his dad was like nah yeah all you need is this as a man sometimes you need somebody to just put that confidence in you like this is what it is and to me, things are off because men don't have a voice. I because do believe they, that. They, they have not overcome their mothers. And, and women, the spirit of the woman, which is of the devil, is jealous of the spirit of the man, which is of God. And, and so the spirit, the spirit of the woman. <laughs> I love it, man. You funny, man. You really, you really, you really, you really. <laughs> I get it. I, I, like I said, I don't mind the delivery because I understand. Like, I, but I can just imagine how people feel when they hear it. Like, because I, I, I didn't call it evil. I called it emotional. I think men are men thought process is rooted in logic. Women thought process rooted rooted in emotion. Like, and you know why that is, right? Because God is emotional. Saint is an emotional, <laughs> and, and 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 the true God. It's a dispassionate God. The the fake God, which is devil, is a, a passionate. You hear women like, oh, I'm so compassionate. I'm so, what they were saying is, I'm so evil. And that's why God said, <laughs> that's why God said you can't trust an angry person. An angry person is a murderer. And they'll turn on you just like that. I agree with that. There are a lot of angry people. Yeah. So they must be born again of the father. Uh, one other, other quick, I got so many things I want to ask you about. 
<laughs> what the? <laughs> I want to ask, did you know one of the other things, other than being not overcoming your mama? Yeah. By being born again of the father? Yeah. Uh, one of the worst things that ever happened to the blacks was the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement was the worst thing other than abortion and not being born hey, again. I, I, I want to I hear your why behind that. That's how, because I think that, I think, I'm, I think that too, but I, I'm pretty sure that my reason, your reason might be different. I want to know yours. Well, I grew up in Alabama. I grew up on a okay. plantation and we were at the cotton fields. My parents did and their parents and my great grandparents. But the one thing that we had going on for ourselves, we had family, the men yep. were leading. We never had to beg for anything. We lived in a tin roof house, bathroom outside, and um, and 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 we didn't hate white people. Mm. We were taught to treat everybody the way we would like to be treated. And so mm. when I was growing up, and and all my siblings and everyone, they prepared us to work while growing up, and they taught the boys when you turn eighteen, you're out of here. And I mm. remember when I was living on a plantation. My grandparents used to tell me, when you turn 18, you're out of here. I'm like, well, where am I going? They're like, I don't know. I don't care. You're out of here. Yes. And so they prepared me. The same thing, by the way. Yeah. And they prepared me. So at 18, I finished high school. I moved to Indiana, got a job, moved to California, and just been taking care of myself ever since, right? But the civil rights movement started under Martin Luther King and all those people, and they told the blacks, you can't make it because of racism. You can't make it because of Jim Crow. You can't make it because of this. Here's what we want you to do. We want to be your leaders. And we're mm-hmm. going to tell you when, where, and how. And the black, some, most, the older black people didn't like that movement at all, but the younger blacks did, and they fell for the lie, and they gave up their lives and turned it over to Martin Luther King and Jesse Jackson and all those people and they sold them over to the Democratic Party because most black were Republicans prior to that. Yes, and they I sold them over to the Democratic Party. The Republican Party, as you probably have heard already, was started because the Democrats didn't want blacks in the Democratic Party. So the Republican mm-hmm. Party was started by blacks and whites, right? And, but the black people, they gave up God and they made Jesse Jackson and Martin Luther King, all those people, their God. And they have not returned ever since. All they are now are whiners and beggars and complainers. Okay, my thought process is <laughs> my thought process is that the I think that the civil rights union hurt us, civil rights movement hurt us because it was rooted in us asking for acceptance. And here we are 24 years later. Still, I mean, Tony, I'm thinking of 2024. Here we are almost six years later, still asking for acceptance. And for me, you know, know, people don't know the black people in Atlanta on the west side of Atlanta ran Martin Luther King out of Georgia. That's why he was doing the marches in Alabama, because the people in Atlanta was like, man, don't come over here with that integration stuff, bro. We good where we at. That's right. And to me, I feel like. Like I said, it goes back to the oppressor thing. Like we still exist with our oppressor, and there, and no matter what you say, there are there is programming that makes us feel like that. Um, I remember crying when Obama won because I just didn't think a black man would ever be nominated president. And, really? You know, 
I, I remember that. I cried when he won because I knew my country was done with. It was over. <laughs> Why? Because black people don't know how to run anything. Well, so you don't think Obama did a good job? You about to make hold me cut. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Big right, mama, the father messiah, Barack Obama, and big mama Michelle was the worst thing that ever happened to the blacks and to America. Why? They have a social mentality, and they made blacks believe that they needed the government more, they needed handouts more, it was the white man that's holding them back, and, and they didn't create any jobs, they didn't do anything but hand out programs. And so they added to the problem. And then when Black Lives Matter, that far-left liberal radical organization, worse than the KKK, was founded by a bunch of fat black radical lesbians, and they say that they are that. I didn't say it. They said it. When they burned out, when they were chanting, what do we want? Dead cops. What do we want it now? Penis in the blanket. From like they said dead cops? Yeah. What do we want? Dead cops. I didn't know that. When do we want it now? What do we want? I mean, penis in the blanket. From like bacon. Instead of Barack Obama rebuking them, he invited them to the White House. Barack Obama is a socialist. And, and that's the last thing blacks needed. They already have a socialist mentality. But okay, so my, my thought process is, is it doesn't, Obama did more for blacks than any president because he had the audacity to think that he could be something and he went for it and he showed us you could do it. But I that never thought that we, I never thought that we could have a black president. In this country, you can do what you want. That kind I, I of mentality so, doesn't even register with me. I never thought that. But, but. I, like I said, I understand. Like it's a lot of just hanging on to that, what the past and what it used to be. So I get it. I'm like I was saying, that's so I can laugh at you because I get it. Like I understand where you're coming from. I'll hear somebody on the phone say they hate Trump and it's, and they'll go crazy for Trump. And I'm like, I never problem with Trump. I, right. I love Obama, and I I'll be honest, I love Obama and I love Trump both for different reasons, though. Well, I, I love, love Ob- I love all people, but I, I I don't want Obama as president. I I want Big Mama Michelle as first lady. Who do you want as president? The Great White Hope. <laughs> Who's the Great White Hope? Donald Trump. Okay. See, so this is saying like it's. Are you for the Great okay. White Hope? Huh? Are you for the Great I, White Hope? I like Trump. Are you going to vote for him? I did. Before, I did the last election. And will you vote for him this time? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know who he's going against. I don't. He's the only one that can bring the country back. So here's the thing. I, be, I, I agree with you, but delivery is everything. And his delivery is off. Right. I love like, his delivery. He's, he's from the old school. He's straight up. You know what he's talking I, about. You know, and if you're emotional and can't help it, can't handle it, that's your problem, not his. You know what he's about. That's what it's supposed so like, to be. I like Trump. I like Obama. Uh, I'm, I'm, but I, I'm, I'm not a person that finds like, like, I, I could sit in a room with a KKK and talk to him and wouldn't feel offended. Me too. Like, I'm, not, I, I don't have no problem. I could sit in a room with, because to me, it's like, that's your decision. That's how you choose to live your life. Right. Uh, maybe me having a conversation with you can change your thoughts. Maybe right. the same way you know I'm open minded. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, 
I look at it differently. Like I'm, I don't have a problem with anybody. I, I fuck with Trump, but I understand why a lot of people don't. Um, I, I, I like Obama. I fuck with Obama too. And I understand why, well, I don't understand why people don't like him unless they talk about his policies. I can't even lie. I'm talking Obama about his politics. I don't have anything personal against him. I don't feel anger or anything toward him. I just think that he's a weak beta male. He think like a woman. I guess I understand that. Yeah. But I got <laughs> like, like, like this one, see, see, this is to me, this needs to be what a black conversation should look like. Yeah. Like, I don't mind anything you saying, and I don't think it's with malice. That's right. I don't I don't think that you're has malice. I just think like if I talk about certain things, people might feel the same way about me. And I'm like, no, I just seen enough to know what it is. Yes. So I think you've seen it and you also speak from a, a religious standpoint. You just, like I said, the delivery just doesn't sound pastor-like. It sounds like we on the street right now and I'm talking to a real G and he just told me what I need to know. Like, I'll I take it. You know what I mean? So do you agree with me that Satan is the woman's God? No. Well, who is a God? I, I will say, I think women's God is money. And Satan loves money. I can take that. I kind of set myself up for that one as I said it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I just gotta say it. But I think the women's God is money. Let me. I think women put money over love and family now, and that's why we're all messed up. Have you noticed that women don't have love? Nah, I, I get love, man. No, that ain't love. That's hate. How? Because when they only pretend to love you as long as they get in things going their way. And the moment you disagree or don't do it that way, they hate you. And so they don't, women don't have love. Love comes from God, through Christ, through the man, to the woman. The thing uh-huh. that comes through the woman is hell, which is hate. Women don't have love. And that's why whenever men try to get love from the woman, he only catch hell because women don't have love. Women receive love. They don't have love to give. It's like... You know what it is, can I be honest with you? I want to argue with you, but I'm going to say something just di- different than what you're saying, but it's kind of the same thing. Right. Um, I do believe women, I don't, I do believe women have love in their heart. I just think that men seem like we have it better. And the reason why I said we have it better is because we get to do things that I guess women want to do now, which is what they're doing. But on the other side of it, uh, we also got to work. Like I was 15 minutes late, Jesse. You want to know why? Because I was in a meeting, left, jumped in the Uber, went to another meeting, jumped in that meeting, had to wrap that up to go do it. Like I'm working. So of course, when I'm done working, I want to have some enjoyment in my life. But I think I earned that. I don't think I woke up. Or this, I don't think just because I woke up this morning, I deserve my way. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is a female thing. But you know what's so crazy? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to blame us, right? Let me tell you why. When I'm doing something nice for my daughter, like my daughter, me and my daughter, like we're super close. My daughter rides on my shoulder. We're we're in the airport, the mall, we're somewhere. She's on my shoulder. And every time I did something right, she gave me a kiss on my head. And to be honest with you, Jesse, I loved it. Like I loved it. I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. And I'm like, (laughs) hold on. I think I'm setting my daughter up to be a savage on men because I'm making her feel like a kiss is enough. Yeah. And when she goes into the real world, she's going to think, if you like me and you give me anything, all I got to do is kiss you and it's okay. That's deep, man. That's deep. Maybe I'm, like I'm saying, like, I'm one of the people where it's like, like, I want it to be somebody. 
Yeah. Like here's here's black people problem. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get on what you right now. Here's our problem. We don't like looking inside. Yes. I'm listen, Jesse. I I don't I don't I look inside me first. Yeah. Like something go wrong. Me I'm too, looking at man. myself. Yeah. Huh. Me too. Absolutely. So 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 for me, it's like something goes wrong. I'm looking at Ray, and if you are a person that's something goes wrong, you're looking at the system. You're looking at the man. You're looking at everything. Like I said with the young lady on my argument, why are we talking about Chinese people? Right. I love that. We why are you bringing that. that up? That don't have nothing to do with nothing. Yeah. That, that's your excuse to be who you want to be. Yeah. They can be it. Why can't I? Men don't think like that. I say, man, that guy is rich. I, why can't I? I don't think sit on my ass, though. I'm like, I'm about to get up and do what he's doing. Yes, absolutely. And hopefully I'll get rich. And it happened. So yeah. it's more looking at us. Man, it's just education. Like, I really believe that a guy like you could change the world if you just didn't deliver it the way you delivered it. Who, me? Yes. Amazing. You know. <laughs> Amazing. You know. Oh, wow. We out of time, huh? Let me, Ray, we out of time, but I got to do two things. I got to put you on the hot seat. But first, I want to ask go. you this really fast. Um, do you create your own thoughts? Absolutely. And how do you create your own thoughts? With, with an objective thought process. And so, so if you create your own thoughts, why do you create thoughts that make you feel bad? I don't. You never create negative thoughts that make you feel bad? The minute that I do, I used to, but the minute that if I do it today and I say something that makes me feel bad in my body, I immediately change it. And... And so, so you believe that you are your thoughts? Do you believe you are your emotions? Absolutely. And and why do you create bad emotions? I don't. Why are you up and down in thoughts and in emotion if you're in charge of it? Well, I think it's it happens, but I think it happens because of encounters. So, like, you can be on your way to your path, and then you run into somebody that throws your path off. At that moment, you either can. You got to then catch yourself. I remember I, I had some drama last week with this guy and I really wanted to do something to him. And I had to catch myself and say, he's controlling me. He who angers you controls you. So I had to immediately snap out of it and be like, man, like get out of it. And some days I might do something, stuff to get out my head, but I, I, I don't like to, I don't like to dwell in, in things that make me feel bad. The voices that you hear in your head, are they your voices? Uh, yes. All my voices. You think that those are your voices? Ray, I want to, I'm, I'm so out of time, but I, we're going to have to talk again. But I, I do you. want you to know, and all human beings, you are not your thoughts. All thoughts are all lies, except for practical thoughts. Go to work, make your business work, but you don't live by those thoughts. You just use those as tools, right? But yeah. other than that, all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. They, that's why they can build you up and take you down. Take you down, build you up. They are lies. The ones that make you feel good are lies. The ones that make you feel bad are lies. And all emotions are lies, are evil. They're not yours. But because of time, I, can't, I wish I could, but we'll talk about that again. Just let me but, know when they're going to get out here again. All thoughts are all lies all the time. No human being create thoughts or feelings at all. It's a spirit that made a home in your, in your imagination and, and, and it brings on the thoughts. You can't have the feelings unless you have the thought first. 
If you let mm-hmm. the thought pass, you would never have the feeling. But we'll have to get into that another time. That makes a little sense? Yes, it does. Nice. I got to put you in the hot seat. Okay. And so I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. Okay. The hot seat. Do we need more white babies? No. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you prefer, black women or Latin women? Black women. Is the earth flat or round? Round. Should a man be allowed to play in a woman's sport? Hell no. Should women be allowed to play in men's sport? No way. Is America the best country on this side of heaven? I'm going to say yes. But I'm only say yes because I haven't been all around the world yet, and I feel I need to go see the world more. Did you did you take the jab? Yes. Mexican food or soul food? Soul food. Have you ever been high on the hog? High on the hog. What does that mean? <laughs> True <laughs> or false? Abortion is worse than slavery. False. Is Kanye West an alpha male or beta male? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say alpha. Does a chicken have lips? No. Does the bear <laughs> shit in the woods? Absolutely. 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 <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you love white people? Yes. Did you have fun? Absolutely. Ray, thanks so much for coming on, man. That was amazing. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Let me let me know when you want to do this again. I would love to. Absolutely. Tell the folks how to get your show, your website, whatever you want to put out there. And just follow Ray da- at Ray Daniels everywhere. Just search my name. Pretty pretty known out there. And um, go where you can find the God Show. It's spelled G A U D S, and it's an acronym for Ghosts and Underdogs. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, support, leave a comment, like, share, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I, I would love to just get your thoughts and opinions. Right on, man. And don't forget, folks, you can support the Fallen State by going to thefallenstate.tv slash donate. We're also on locals.com, so click the link in the description there to find us. Also, like, follow, ring the bell, subscribe, and all those good things. And I do appreciate it. Let us hear from you. that it for me? That's for announcement? Yeah, yeah. Let us hear from you. Check out our merch. I do appreciate it. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Ray. All right, man. Good talking to you. You too, buddy. Amazing.